And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Constructing the Clubhouse, the world's number one comedy podcast about starting a comedy club in Barcelona during a pandemic. I am your host, Dr. Matthew John Murtha. Joining me, as always, the remarkably talented John Ellis. Yo! Johnny Boy, excited for this episode. Very excited for this episode. Podcasting marathon today. Yep. uh, Of sorts. And legend guests all around. But today is our number one ideal comedy clubhouse customer. Our favorite customer of all time, Mr. Marcus Avidson. Thank you, guys. Maybe you're You have a last name. That is my last name. I never knew that. Uh, Marcus Alexander on all the the social media, right? Yeah. You might recognize that sultry voice from such famous songs (laughs) as... Um, twinkle, twinkle, little star. I've done. Shut up. Yeah. No, but no. what's the big he one? Did, he, he did a cover of it. Don't. Let's yeah. Not, he didn't. Did write he really? A cover, he didn't yeah. write Famous Twinkle, cover, Twinkle. Of course. I mean, come on. Talented singer songwriter in the acoustic <laughs> style, right? Yeah. Excellent yeah, laugher. Good laugher. Laugh. Definite challenger for best laugh. Nomination for best laugh at the at the clubbies. No uh, medals though. Uh, not yet. Disappointing. No. Not well, yet. you weren't here for the clubbies, so um, obviously you didn't win. Oh, it's a sponsored event. I see. Yeah. Real winners show up. <laughs> fair play. I lost to Moss, so that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I mean I think he would have beat you anyway. To be honest, um, he is an excellent laugher. Dude, that, that's probably our toughest category: best laugh. Yeah, because Kim Skinner talks. is way up there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure I've mentioned this a couple of times. I did I did the math, and Moss is absolutely good for an extra two laughs per minute in a, any comedy set. Yeah. He will laugh at what no one else laughs at, I think. Oh, and yes, then it makes it everybody else laugh. It's yeah, a exactly. beautiful He'll thing. Bring, it, bring everyone into his world. Yeah. yeah. So, Marcus, uh, we brought you in today. We want to pick your brain, being our ideal customer. Yes. And also, I mean, you were, you, you've been following along now since before there was a clubhouse. Even before there was the other... Yeah. Even the before of the before. Before the Limerick times. Exactly, right? exactly. So you, you jumped uh, on uh, aboard the good ship Lollipop back in the Dorotea jo- days, That's right? It. Yeah. John's striking out on his own, finds the, the set of friends available yeah. for a comedy show. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Marcus was probably the favorite customer there as well. Yeah. I have like distinct memories of you sitting on that couch in the front row. That's where I hang out. And then being like, you look like Hitler Youth. And you're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. I do love, like getting roasted, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I feel like there's yeah. a lot of material, you know. How's your girlfriend feel about that? She hates it. Uh, but she she loves and hates it, you know. it's uh... Just so our listeners know, Marcus, for the first, he's been talking about this fiancé of his for ages, right? And I did not believe that she was real. <laughs> so he brings her to the to the club, finally. Sits down in the front of the row, front row, right during a show. That was great. And then begs to be roasted, him and his girlfriend, you know, in front of everybody. And I, I uncorked a few things well, that we I regretted. Good, I remember that because you said you were like your girlfriend, and I was like, no, and fiance. Yeah. And everybody was like, whoa. Yeah. She was like, oh, that was so cute afterwards. Right. So she actually liked that. Oh, that's nice. Matt was worried <laughs> that he'd he'd embarrassed himself in front of your girlfriend. Big time. All right, that I put her off. That, no, she, yeah, that she wasn't into it. No, she was very happy after. Like she, she might seem shy, but she, okay, yeah, she likes that fun. I might have compared her vagina to a gorilla's grip. Yeah, but I think what you said was like if she managed to pin down a guy like me or something, somebody that could get anybody like yourself. Yeah, so nice, so nice. How how yeah. great must she be? Yeah, which no, yeah, and the answer, folks, is pretty fucking great. She's a fantastic lady. She is, she is. And we do hope that she comes back. And I will try. To be more appropriate. <laughs> I get, she's very patient, as you can yeah. imagine, <laughs> being engaged to me. Thank God. <laughs> uh, when is the wedding? What's the plan for that? 
Uh, I wanted to push it as far as possible because I, I don't really care for weddings. But uh, I think three years or two years now, even uh, it's a two and a half. Yeah. We, uh, I'm I'm more of a party guy. You know, I like to have a big social gathering and have. You fun. like engagements, huh? That's the thing. I like, yeah, but no commitments. Mm. And she's yeah. so she's Maltese. Yeah. And you're Swedish. Obviously. When, where are you going to do the, at the comedy clubhouse? Yes, <laughs> yes, in the, in the basement. We hate natural light. Excellent. I think it's very romantic down there. Matt can MC actually. <laughs> I'm getting. Some Good ideas. evening, ladies and gentlemen, to the wedding of. We could do a Thanks. mini engagement party, yeah, for sure. We could do a roast engagement party. She would love that. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do the stagdoos and hangdoos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that would be fun, but yeah. So one thing you need to know about her is that she doesn't actually. She's not funny at all. Like you, you have said this a, a few times now. So she has said a total of seven jokes in our two and a half year relationship. Yeah, I've counted, and it's very easy to count because I just There's increment seven. by one every four months. You know, were they good jokes? Yeah, it was like, it's so easy for me to remember because I don't actually laugh because like she says a joke or something ironic or sarcastic. I'm like, wow, that was funny. That was an attempt at humor. And I feel the, no, it was like success. Oh, you're like like, dumbfounded. Literally. I mean, it feels like a joke that I say it like this, but it is true. That is exactly what happens. And I'm like, wow, that was a joke. Like, it catches me off guard, you know? Does she laugh at your jokes? Um, She laughs at my laughing at myself, I would say. Because yeah. I laugh at my own jokes, as you know, quite a lot. Absolutely. Apparently, uh, guys and girls measure. Uh, so, 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 if you survey guys, you survey girls as to which gender has the best sense of humor. <laughs> they both say that both genders have the the same level sense of humor on average. Oh, really? But the way that guys measure a girl's sense of humor is very different to the way girls <laughs> measure it. So the way that guys measure a girl's sense of humor is whether or not she laughs at his jokes. Uh, so fair play. <laughs> That's the key difference, which I love. It just means that guys are, are, are consistently coming from the place of like, of course I'm funny. She either gets it or she doesn't. Um, that explains a lot, wild. though. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a tiny bit of arrogance involved with... Uh... No. Very much. <laughs> no. Very much. And that's why if you're a girl and you want to flirt with a guy, just, just laugh, laugh a lot at his jokes yeah. and he'll feel good about himself to the extent that he'll feel confident like he can uh, Have you ever you s- spotted somebody... Who got a laugh they weren't expecting? Like it's the like in a group here all the time. (laughs) Uh, My name is Matt. Uh, No, no, but it's fun to see a guy who's talking to a woman. We have a lot of autistic guys, right? And a lot of times it's so fun to you know to watch them get a laugh they weren't, and they're like, "What? I'm in love now." Yeah, yeah. that adrenaline rush of like validation. Yeah. It's tricky when you're uh, trying to be a comedian, though, especially like if you're incredibly attractive. I don't know any like the, but because because you as a comedian, you want to tell jokes and then get like an accurate measure of whether or not your jokes are funny. But sometimes, for if you were like a really attractive comedian, people just laugh at anything, you know, because they want to impress you. Do you think that's the case, though? I mean, so on this topic, if you, you think seen about the laughs uh, John has gotten with this material, no. So I was I was actually reading this. Not because um, he's funny. It, it was like. <laughs> He is devilishly handsome, but uh, I, I was reading about like what what women really find most attractive in men, um, and it would be to make them laugh. That w- was scoring higher than any attraction feat of uh, of a guy, basically. And then there was another reference to uh, Pete Davidson, uh, right? Uh, which Explain actually makes that. well, I want to say too much, but you know they say he be bagging some uh, some winners. Yeah, I can't think that's because of his comedy though. Nah, there might be other factors, but it's a good theory. 
And one, I think you should support <laughs> for your own sake. Honest <laughs> to God, I mean, yeah. Who? What? All I've got is comedy. You got the looks, man. Thank you. You both got the looks. He's, Matt's got a PhD. That's true. Oh, really? <laughs> well, uh, I did. Uh, That's weird. I've never heard him say it. Matriculate back in 2010. Uh. Uh, and he owns a successful business. Uh, a um, a a business. Yeah. I'm yeah, an no. entrepreneur. That I'm a exists. job creator. Yeah, that is true. And I'm also going to get this conversation back on track. Please. We need to talk <laughs> to Marcus. We need to get his feedback about things we can improve on here at the Comedy Clubhouse, things that we can, uh, I don't know, change. And also what's great about it. So, yeah. but I, I want to like, I want to have this, uh, let's, let's take a journey. How did you end up at Dorotea those three years ago? It is funny because John was actually the one that got me there. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't even remember Tour? that. Uh, so I used to go to craft for music, open okay. mics. Uh, and one night I was doing the, there was like a poetry slam kind of thing upstairs. And then the comedy was always downstairs at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I, I never wanted to go to the comedy show there because it had a poor reputation, to say the least. Yeah, Rough. Matt was hosting it. Okay. Uh, it wasn't the, the comedians that had a poor reputation. It was the audience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody said it was hectic and chaotic and... Hard room. Yeah. Back <laughs> in the day. Hard room. Good place to get good at comedy, I imagine. Honest to God. Yeah. I preach it. Trial yeah. by fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and one night I met John in the bar. I was uh, having a beer, uh, just getting a refill. And he uh, and, and I was asking what was going on downstairs. And they said, oh, it's comedy. You should come sometime. But then he said, well, actually, there's also a show at Dorotea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was like, ah, shit. I go there for, for music as well. He was like, well, you should come to the comedy sometime. Uh, and I went. And then he talked about how Make-A-Wish kids, uh, uh, yeah. you know, you know, uh, and yeah. the rest is history. <laughs> That's great. I actually got in trouble with Kraft because we'd stopped there halfway through tours. Uh, and they had to have a, a word to my uh, tour boss because I was too busy promoting my own comedy shows <laughs> inside yeah. of Crafts. So it's, it's good to know that, that uh, yeah. Subterfuge worked in this case, at least. Yeah. That's surprising that they, they actually were so bothered that they talked to your boss about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you have, like, rapt attention of the people that are on your tour, and you do, yeah. like, because they're new in town, they don't really know what's going on, they are really looking for your advice, so if... If you bring them to a bar, yeah. you do kind of have to... The, the reason the bar has you is so you can be like, oh, they have events every night of the week or whatever. And I was in yeah. the bar. I was going like... Who do you think did it, though? Because, like, the, would the servers care? Like, oh, the only, Jordy's the only guy there that would have cared. I know it was Chris. Oh, okay. All right. uh, yeah, Chris would care. Which, I, again, this is uh, going back to our, our previous episode. I, I understand that a lot more than I did before. I... I, I I don't know. I, th I think it was a break halfway through a tour, so I think it was fair enough me genuinely talking to the people on my tour about what I was doing and what I was interested in. Yeah. Um, but well, it I, is I also do... your audience. Yeah. You need some space of that platform to tell them who you are and where you will be. And like the they the bar in that situation has all the control in the world, right? They're serving oh, yeah. the drinks. They have all the the marketing. They have the posters up everywhere. Oh, yeah. I was also telling people that they had events at Craft. Yeah. Um, but they were always like that with music as well. Yeah. yeah. Even the type of music you played because it would be too mellow or something sometimes, you know? Oh, really? Interesting. Uh, yeah. So it's, Very it's party, always been... Very party atmosphere there. I would say business-oriented, uh, to be fair to them. I don't think they did anything wrong, but I think when you work with creatives and you don't pay them, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I think you need to be a little bit careful because otherwise you lose them to another place, you know. Then they go yeah. open their own comedy clubhouse. And... Are you still rocking open mics? Yeah. Yeah? It's the life. 
Where yeah. else do I get uh, attention for my narcissist complex, you know? You come on the <laughs> Constructing the Clubhouse podcast, and then we'll, exactly. fuck, we'll call you pretty all night long. Woo. He actually suggested, uh, let me know what you think of this, Matt, but he suggested playing some early evening music upstairs at the Clubhouse, a couple of guitars. Sure. Marcus singing, I guess. Yeah. Um, some jammy pub music, you know? Sure. Yeah, I was thinking like Friday, 6 o'clock, something like that. Um, could be cool. Could be a nice way to get people in. We could even do like a happy hour type thing or i don't know i'd be game mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever seen you play so i would yeah. like to see that excellent uh i you won't be disappointed i don't know if you'll be impressed fair yeah excellent let me try to think i i bet actually the the opposite is more likely right i'll be impressed so. and disappointed you'll be i'm like god damn he is that good <laughs> let's god hope so I, that's ah. that's where i hope to land um, I did listen to your music on Spotify once. That I, is not very representative of how it sounds live, to be fair. Uh, it just sounds like a man trying to get laid. And I did. And, and <laughs> how? Anyway. Um, Marcus was famous on Twitch back in the day. Yeah, he was just telling us. Yeah, yeah not, I wouldn't say famous. I mean, I, I didn't just amass any impress. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, it, Twitch was such a big gamer platform back then, and... Uh, I was one of the first like 15 musicians to ever get partnered at all. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just such a struggle because, you know, uh, it doesn't matter how good you are at music when you're on a platform that where nobody cares about music. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, it felt like a feat because we were s- such a small community and everybody yeah. was, yeah. Yeah. So Twitch was, and probably still is basically purely gaming. I would say these days it's, it's way more like podcasting and like IRL stuff, uh, girls eating food in bathtubs, you know. Uh, <laughs> Wait, they have that on Twitch? <laughs> oh, oh, God. I had no idea. <laughs> I've been, I've been, because there used to be rules where you like, you couldn't show too much skin and stuff. Uh, but now it seems all of those rules are gone for big streamers that bring in a lot of money for Amazon somehow. It's very weird. Uh, right. uh, yeah, I, you can do pretty much anything on Twitch these days. Should we do a naked podcast? Sure. I think people would watch it. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. <laughs> who, who you like the uh, no, I just imagined myself naked <laughs> podcasting. That was a very genuine sound, is what I have to say. I really thought about it. Yeah. You don't have aphantasia like me and John, so uh is that what you, uh, yeah, is, we're both is that pretty people disease? It's uh you got Oh, it, that's John. the thing where you can't picture things in your head. Yeah, yeah. That's the fancy word for autism. <laughs> that's right. Um no I <laughs> interconnected, I believe. No, I believe I, so, yeah. I can I can absolutely picture things in my mind. <laughs> Um, so Marcus, you seem to have found success in pretty much every endeavor you've done. I would say, like, how do you measure success? You know, like I'm successful in the way that I have done the things I wanted to do. But like, if, if I ask people always ask me, how is the music going? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, how do you answer that? Like, how is the comedy going? You know, like you get to do it on the basis that you want. And it's like, people always expect it to escalate. They're like, when is the world tour? Like, when are you making your first million euros from a singer-songwriter song that nobody wants to listen to, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I never expected any listeners, and now I have thousands. I'm like, I've far outperformed. Yeah, that sounds like success in my mind. For sure. And way to to try to, like, torpedo the premise of my question. But the point is, (laughs) Marcus, is that you've got your shit together, and yet you seem to enjoy coming to the clubhouse, and I want to know why. Like, I want to know what the appeal is. Schadenfreude. That's, uh... uh, You know what he said the other day? (laughs) He says, uh, he says he gets horny by association, because he comes here, and he watches a bunch of... (laughs) I'm serious. He watches a bunch of loser dudes (laughs) strike out with women, and he feels so good about himself. (laughs) 
that he gets like horny by association. I think you might be paraphrasing, but uh, certainly uh, paraphrased. <laughs> I did stop drinking a few weeks ago, so it might have been before that. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was three days ago, Marcus. <laughs> I like that question though, uh, because I actually know exactly why, and uh, I think it's because it ties very much into what you call success. Because, like, would you guys consider yourself successful? I'm beginning to say moderately. Mm. I think when you come out of this, like, whatever, yeah. wherever this leads, when you come out of it, you look back at it and be like, damn, that's, that was the real success. Like, being able to do this, like, being able to do genuinely the, the thing that you want. The real success were the friends you made along the way. Or the friends you banned from coming back. But yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see it as, like, developing the skills necessary for success. I feel like once I have all the skills needed to make this good, I will... Yeah. feel successful in, in, in my head. Maybe, probably not at that stage. I, I gotta say, all my musician friends who are way more talented than me and more capable, I don't know, I would say one out of a hundred of them have achieved half as much as me musically because they've been focused so Suck much. Suck it, friends. No, but so much on, on the process of getting good before they perform, you know, instead of just doing it and growing along with the concept. Yeah, I mean, um, that's Mr. Beast's advice when it comes to yeah. doing videos on, on YouTube or whatever. He's like, look, just do it. Stop. Yeah, don't get uh, analysis paralysis, he mm. calls it. Mm. Um, do a hundred videos and you'll learn so many things. And then, yeah. and then he, he says, then talk to me after that. So yeah. I'm going to send him a message once we've done a hundred videos and be like, you said, <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see. Now I, you can worry about being good. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I, th I think the answer to your question is like, I think you have to be sweet spot stupid enough to think you're good enough to do something, but talented enough to be able to grow into it while you do it. I think that's my, that's my blessing. It's like, I'm too arrogant to think that I'm not good enough for something, but then I'm also too critical to stay at a certain level. So like, yeah. I don't care about what people think about me, but I'm very self-critical. But you're mm. going to prove it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, if somebody comes up to me... I know I can do this me, shit, I'm going to do it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. People are like, I see somebody do this, I'm like... <laughs> Oh, hold my beer. Yeah. On, on the very first episode ever of this podcast, we talked about the Dunning-Kruger effect, mm. uh, which is interesting. basically that, that, that people that don't know anything about a topic yeah. think that they know a lot about the topic, and then as soon as you start learning about it, yeah. you realize how big uh, that topic is. Actually, <laughs> the Dunning-Kruger effect is a mathematical property of parenthetical uh, okay. operations. Oh, that I didn't know. But I have seen that the, the curve... Oh, I just that, totally... Faked you out. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I was meant to. I, I wanted it to sound a lot stupider. I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to pretend like I knew the wrong definition. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Also, like with a hundred percent confidence. Yeah. By the way, guys, gaslighting does not exist. I disagree. Uh, you would, but I, I'm here to tell you. God damn it! It's because you're crazy, doing Marcus. it. He's doing it. <laughs> it's because you're nuts. No, but like, so what? What draws you to the clubhouse then? Yeah, uh, so to get back to that point, it's just like, I mean, I like being around people who do uh, what they're passionate about. Uh, and I feel like there's so many people here who are passionate about what they do. Uh, and I get the same thing when I go to open mics. I see a lot of people who are very passionate. They, I, I don't want to say disregard monetary um, compensation, uh, but slightly. Uh, Some of us. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but then the, the sweet spot there is also the people that do both. They follow their passion, but they have a job or a side hustle or whatever you will call it. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of people here like that. Uh, and I just like being around people like that. It motivates me a lot. Uh, and I feel uh, in tune with that kind of life, you know? You vibe on that frequency. That's the, that's the short answer. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And also, it's very creative. And, uh, you know, when I go to open mics, it's always about me. I'm always demanding uh, attention. And mm. when I come here, I demand attention a little bit less. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, very ha very happy to sit in the audience and 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 listen and and genuinely enjoy, which is nice. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, to be, I, also, I also love comedy. Yeah. But I think the other night, you and your friends became the very first people that came here to drink and not watch a show. Yeah. We, it's a nice venue, too. But, uh, I mean, w- that was... Um, th- there was, was a Thursday? bunch of inconclusive shows, I would say. No, I wasn't. It must have been Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday, yeah. Um, I wasn't too impressed with uh, the selling of the people who were going to perform. Yeah. Uh, and we got into a very interesting discussion, and it's quite a nice vibe up here, so we were like, meh. What, what, how was the show sold? Well, first of all, it was Midweek Crisis, I believe, which I have seen about six million times. Sure. Uh, and I saw all the comedians, I'm like, I've seen these guys seven million times. Uh-huh. Uh, and again, interesting discussion. I outweighed my options. and Fair enough. That's good. Uh, I yeah. mean, that's that's how we would make more money, I think, because if more people just stayed upstairs and kept drinking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You remember Limericks, where we had too many people upstairs a lot of time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a problem. Not a problem at the new yeah. clubhouse. The comedy's gotten too good, if anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's good. Good but news. That, I think it's a good measure to, to have both, right? To, to have a nice venue where people actually want to come and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'll be the... That'll be the dream, is that we're full both upstairs and downstairs throughout the night. Right. Then we'll be making the bucks. Then we'll be a success. Yeah. Yeah. So what, in your opinion, aesthetic improvements or uh, <laughs> functionary improvements could be made um, to the upstairs area? To, to We should describe the categories first. Yeah. Prioritize yeah, the categories. Yeah. And then... This so big. What, what would you fix first? Aesthetics, promotion, or content? Content or function. I feel like aesthetics and, and function separate. are a little different. Yeah, it's so hard to pinpoint because I think you're There's doing just so many problems. No, I think so you're doing. I think you're doing ev- everything well enough. So it's like I wouldn't pinpoint one yeah. single thing. as like, well, this is a problem. You know, uh, I would say like. There's so many things I look from a business perspective, like from your guys' perspective, and then I have my own as a as a visitor, you know, and then as a friend, you know, it's uh, sure. I think still, like as a social person, I definitely see the conflict of like having a very nice social space, which is very comfortable and very like aesthetically pleasing, and uh, and also then as a business person, you, like you want people to go to the bar a lot, you want people to mm-hmm. kind of be moving and not be too comfortable upstairs, so that they actually go to shows. Yeah, uh, but I gotta say the sofa is brilliant and. Uh, in open mics, etc., where I've been, the like having a very comfortable seat is always a big selling point, because yeah. then people stick around. And the chairs you have now, I mean, <laughs> the chairs are uh, not great. Yeah, maybe there's a healthy intermediary upstairs chair we could have, which is like padded and nice. Oh, I'm sure. Has a back that doesn't break. Yeah. I, I would rather sit on a stool than uh, than these chairs you have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously. Maybe talking to an interior designer for five minutes, you know. Uh, <laughs> talked to two, three. Yeah, I mean, we that, that was something that we tried yeah. for a while. Um, at the moment, we'll, I think we'll do it again. We will do it again. Yeah. We, I mean, we drew actually last night. I was thinking about what would have, what we, what it would take in order to enact the design plans that we had made for mm. Michelle the other couple weeks ago, All right. a couple months ago now, I guess. And it's possible. I think we need to. Sp- Find source, let's say source, uh, about 15 pallets hmm. to make the, the wood thing. And then uh, I could probably actually wire the lights myself. I don't want to, and it won't. I'm not sure if it's legal, but I'll help you. It's probably fine. Honestly, to God, how, it's two wires. I think external electrician, ele- electricity stuff you're allowed to do. Yeah. Don't quote me, but uh, I'm pretty sure. Well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Marcus uh, says I can do all the electrical work. I don't think we're super concerned about the legal as well, right? That's true. I mean, <laughs> I 
let's not get into that. <laughs> well, in this case, I, I'm a little concerned about the legal because those laws are to prevent the building from burning down. That's true. And we yeah. are extremely concerned not with that. Yeah. yeah, not fire safe. Speaking of which, I had an excuse. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is actually for the both of you. So, guys, we can, we can it, if and when we decide to hook up the camera downstairs. Mm. And Marcus had the idea the other day of like yeah. broadcasting the vi- image out onto the street. Very cool. Um, this would be an excuse to break open the the fire pole hole. Fire, yeah, the oh. fire pole hole. The fire pole hole. So, in, interesting. If you if you're ever in the showroom, you look to the far left All right. of the room. There's a another. It looks like a hole where a skylight would be, but there's no skylight. Right. Yeah. So I think it's it's tiled over up here. Uh, I'm hoping that it's in a certain place and not under like two feet of concrete, which is possible. Drill. Yeah, it could be. But my my dream. So, the idea is that you you make a hole so that you can run the camera cable through. But right. in that process, I would love to put a um, fire ladder. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that then the showroom has two proper exits. That's probably oh, a good idea. Yeah, it could be a legal safety thing. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> is it deductible? And, I mean, if we're gonna if we're fucking around with it, then we can put the fire pole in. <laughs> While we're at it. Yeah. yeah wouldn't absolutely. that be a little bit counterproductive? No. How would you? There's, there's if a, there's a fire, there's you go rungs, down in the rung, basement. Rungs, rungs of a ladder. <laughs> okay, you, okay. You don't use the fire pole ah, right, during right, right, a fire. Right. You would also put rungs. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. play. There'd I think be that, a fire pole and a fire ladder. Right, right. I think that was our big... Hit it on the way down. Yeah. ...reason that <laughs> we couldn't get a theater license for some reason was that you needed a fire exit. Did we even try? No, but that's what I was told. I, I was told it was about five years' work to get a theater license. Oh, okay. Let's not bother. Yeah. I forget who told me that. Don't need a license, just... Where we're going, we won't need a license. So far, so good, yeah. We just call it theater, um... What's it called? Theatric comedy. Satire, you know? This is a parody... (laughs) Parody of theater. Yeah. Um, so that's good. So, so aesthetic slash comfort, couch good, more comfortable chairs, we could possibly get just, like, maybe more space-efficient couches somehow, like some Mm. small Ikea-type... Like, the one in the corner's really, really big, right? Same yeah. with the. Um, yeah. the I've the sat on some there. small IKEA couches that are just unbearable. Yeah, worse than nothing. Yeah, I'm offended absolutely. and disappointed. Well, get your country's shit together, Marcus. I think it's better quality in Sweden. Actually, we send the shit abroad. You haven't. Now, you uh, haven't tried uh, Swedish. Oof, IKEA. Have you been to Sweden? <laughs> you, have, you have. I have, in fact, not for long, thankfully, but I have been. It's uh, cold. It's cold. Yeah. Who just? Oh, Vem just got back from Sweden. Was mm. like, oh god, it's so cold and dark up there. Yeah. We, uh, that's why, that's why the Ikea furniture is so good, because we spend all our time indoors. Yeah. It adds up. Uh. But yeah, I mean, have you ever considered, like, because I love all the small trinkets and stuff you guys have. I mean, like, the trinkets. the games now, for instance. That's yeah, great. Sure. But there's no place to enjoy them, you know? It's like you... What do you, you think? Should we build the booths? Could be, could be time uh. for booths. That could be the next uh, thing that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Comfy, padded seat booths. Build the booths. Build the booths. What, what's the booth situation? There's a, an idea we can fit, I think, four booths along this back wall. Oh, right. I would like a diner. Five or diner six. Booths. Yeah, exactly. Well, we, yeah. I, I know we mapped it out and counted. I just don't remember what the number was. Yeah. I find it hard to imagine we could fit five or six. But Yeah. What about benches? Easy to move around. Uh, easy to socialize. What is a bench and... but a, a seat without a booth? A booth without a table. 
uh, separator, I guess, divider. Because then I'm I'm thinking like it's very easy to get in and out of those because boots can get a little bit too mm. uh, limiting in a sense. Yeah, like you're on the inside of a booth and you you feel very like tight. Do you guys know about feng shui? Probably feng shui. Mm, no, it sounds oh, foreign. That's that type of noodle, right? Uh, it's uh, it it's like uh, the and... study of room energy. Oh, that. Uh, so it's like where you place furniture in regards to like doors, windows. Yeah. What um, about a bunch of those like park bench style tables that have the bench and then the 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 table kind of built in? Yeah. Probably big though. Probably big. They're yeah. Huge. Yeah. I mean, you could probably build. Matt can build something. It's... I can definitely build it. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Just stain it, and it's... it won't be pretty, but I can build it. I think like the gritty style really works here. Yeah, I mean, you have the barrels, you have like some home constructed things already. So I don't think it has to be like aesthetically pleasing as much as usable. Yeah, which suggests that we are neither at this point. <laughs> We're neither aesthetically well, pleasing or usable. We've come a long way. I think most people very appreciate sensitive today. That these chairs are great. <laughs> you like these? these? Yeah, you like the little little IKEA chairs? You can lean it's on them. We're going to order an, an extra 20 of them, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think we're getting good at stacking the showroom that we can fit probably another 15 people in there. We could probably do 80 people in there, 85 people in there. Uh, I The current record is 83, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can do 90. Let's go. Let's go. Who knows? Let's go. Who knows? We the can, sky is the limit, baby. <laughs> we can follow Louis' suggestion, knock the wall down. I think the limit Cram is... 120 uh, in there. Still fire escapes, but uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, if nobody comes knocking, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, uh, aesthetics, what about content? What do you think we should change in terms of content? I mean, except for this podcast, obviously, this is fucking sick. This is great. Uh, I th- I, I don't have much to say about the content, to be honest. I think uh, I'm, I'm not super qualified in the sense of like. Every t- I was coming suggestions to John. I'm like, hey, have you guys going to do this and that? He's like, yeah, we have like all of that and more planned already. I'm like, Damn. yeah, it's it's all about execution. I think you guys mm-hmm. already push things very uh, very well, you know. And like, there's there's uh, always a stream of unique content. I mean, I couldn't go and see the same things over and over and over for too long. Yeah, but I'm so I, I want us to produce more of our cash flow videos mm. at the moment. Um, I wonder if we will run into that problem where people are like, oh, this again. Uh, but the, at the moment, cash... Good. That means people are watching. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. That's a That's great a problem point. to have. Yeah, I agree. And also, I mean, um, I think um, the content generation, as you say, is is like just something that would benefit you hugely in terms of uh, monetary gain and like, uh, yeah, to get some value out of... You have so much content, but yeah, it needs Ugh. capturing, I guess. I gotta think of a different word than content. I'm already sick of it. Videos. Yeah. Production. Shows. Products. Shows. Recorded shows. The real trick, I think, will be to find a way to match what we're capable in terms of output quality with mm. the form that is fun for other people to watch. Yeah. That's the whole trick. Yeah, the problem is never going to be generating the content. It's going to be no- knowing what is good. good, Knowing what to focus what to post. on. Yeah. Know? Like if, if somebody does a show and 80% of it is great, 20% of that will be amazing or like will be able to hit, but you won't yeah. know until you've posted all of it. Yeah, that's why I think the weekly news, do, doing the weekly news on a Thursday, coming up with the topics for Cash for Laughs, clipping it down on Friday and sort of releasing mm. it over the weekend, and then, like, having the cash for laughs stuff that's that's topical based on the weekly news ready to release, like, the next week. 
Like from, yeah. so yeah. far, it seems like the topical stuff is is popular online. Popular, mm. yeah. And we should just keep hitting that. We should make up a couple of other Prince Harry. <laughs> that was funny. stories. Um, yeah, I mean, there's loads more. I'll, I'll probably look up some stuff now, but yeah, there's heaps of stuff. He got beat up by William, apparently. Ooh. Really? Yeah, yeah. On the book still? Yeah, that, that's a, in the, in the, it. One of the reveals in the book. Oof. Uh, yeah, William called Megan some, some nasty things. Um, Yikes. And, and so then, Harry and then, no, no, and so, Will won. So the, sto- the story, oh. the story from Harry's perspective, I believe, is, is, is Prince William called Megan some, some horrible things, and then, straight after that, went and beat up Prince Harry. So, uh, <laughs> that's, from Harry's perspective, that's what's happened. As, Man, as Will's not coming out, is not coming out on top with this, these stories, <laughs> is he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, very seems, it seems to be a one-sided issue at the moment. I don't think he even has a perspective on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure Megan will tell him what it is. <laughs> William, now you think... Are, are you siding with Megan now as uh, an American? Uh, sure. Fuck it. I don't, I don't know what's more interesting for the conversation. <laughs> I don't care about any of these people whatsoever. Yeah. I, I was going to say, this is how you get my fiance to listen to these podcasts. Oh, yeah? Like she oh, loves yeah. the royal family. Oh, my God. Does she know about Megan's sex tape? Uh, she, prob- she probably... I, I don't know about anything. She knows everything. That's some news I dropped in the last podcast. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> On uh, all your local podcast uh, providers. Yeah, that's Patreon exclusive. That that Ooh. that particular one is it. Uh, you know what's funny about the the clip on TikTok about uh, Harry's circumcision that went viral. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, went viral. It's got like almost twenty thousand views now. Um, yeah, thank you. But so many of the comments, like the reason so many people saw it, is that so many people commented on it saying no one gives a shit about this, <laughs> <laughs> uh. and it's like well. People do. You, you do. You yeah. do you enough, to enough to on comment on it. Haters make you famous. That's just how it is. Wait, yeah. so what else can we... Can we, What else doesn't matter so much that people are going to complain about it? <laughs> Andrew Tate. Come on, you already did it. Yeah, yes. we did. We leaned into Tate quite a bit. What's... Uh, there, there is one new thing now. So there's this... Jokes? Have you seen that Vice released some kind of audio clip? Uh... Yeah, I listened to it, actually. No, I didn't. I didn't listen. I read the article in yeah, Vice about yeah, yeah. the clip. I, I listened to it, and I mean, as somebody who is uh, heavily into AI, uh, it sounds so fake. I don't know where to go with it. but uh, Oh, really? The whole, yeah, like, I like raping you thing? extremely fake. Huh. Even the way it's, like, worded, like, no person talks like that, let alone him. Like, I've seen a lot of his content. I don't know. Maybe fan. the thing is, like, when, when you have such a hated fan. person, not a secret fan. <laughs> no, no, I will say publicly, I think he's hilarious and very entertaining. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I, I'm not gonna take a stand though. Like, I think they're nobody knows. I think, and I think, like, when people make up their their mind so uh, carelessly, you know, about uh, yeah. then it's like they they create this like uh, villain that everybody wants to hate, and then some news comes out that paints him in a bad spot, and everybody's like, yes, that has to be true because that validates my feelings. Right. That's the that's confirmation bias. Exactly, the, confirmation your bias, bias being confirmed. It yeah. feels amazing. Exactly, and yeah, it's while, like the pizza box thing taking off, right? It was yeah. like no, that yeah. was no part of that was ever true at any stage. Yeah, exactly. And, None of it. Well, no, I, I think the pizza box has some has some um, value actually. No, that's not how they knew he was in the country no okay no, i mean no, it's no. a great story and again even it's as somebody story. who thinks is entertaining i thought that was hilarious yeah it was yeah. funny yeah the uh, ro- uh, greatest roast oh follow-up roast is funny yeah. here's here's the a new version of the andrew tate joke uh andrew tate got arrested for sex trafficking in romania for sex in romania did you hear like this is this should be this is like impossible this is like getting arrested for peeing in the street in right. barcelona yeah 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 
Yeah. It is. Uh, he You'd must... have to be a complete asshole to get arrested <laughs> for peeing out in public in Barcelona. John's, yeah. John's gotten a ticket for that. I got a ticket for that. <laughs> I feel like that was a bit of an inside joke. Well, it was supposed to work as a like a regular outside joke too, but it didn't. It could be me, man. It, it'll, it'll work for avid <laughs> listeners of this podcast, I think. We talked about it on something. <laughs> They've zoned out by now. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's That's a joke that I've been trying to get to work since the news broke. That it just it's, To me, it like works. Romania is one of those countries where you can do anything sex-related, and it's like... What's the capital of Romania? It does not matter. <laughs> the Colosseum. My point being, maybe you should research something about Romania. I spent more time in Romania than fucking uh, Chris Koo or whatever. He's name. a celebrity in Romania. Yeah. That's true, that's true. I actually had people come to my show. I did a little tour, and I had one guy... Come to my show because he saw me on TV in Romania. Yeah, that's yeah. actually sick. Super, that's, super gratifying. That's when you know you're famous. Yeah, well. When you made a person that knows you, but you don't know them. Yeah. So shout out to all my listeners in Cluj, Napako. Uh, Daddy loves you. I don't know what to say. What do you say to people that listen to you? Uh, thank you. Uh, and you don't understand. You don't understand my true no, you don't understand. Genius. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Are you yeah. guys? All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's wrap up and do weekly news. Cool. After a fashion. Yeah. I would, so, yeah. So, All right. so the conclusion is no improvements. It's nothing, all good. Nothing We're can be done. We're doing everything perfect. <laughs> um, we have Marcus here already. What more do we want? Right, right. right, how right, right. Can Mission we, accomplished. We how got can Marcus we use here. AI to do our jobs for Ooh, us? That's a good question. I, I do think Matt is probably more qualified <laughs> than me. But uh, Oh, I thought you were going to be like, replace Matt, number one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think... I think Talking um, gibberish anyway. I think you got a taste of it already when you, like, when you get such a tool in your hands. And you're like, if you're a creative person and you get AI, you're like... Ah, oh, here's a million things I can do with it. Yeah. While a non-creative person would be like, "Oh my god, my job's in trouble." Yeah, yeah. It's like, true. why would your job be in trouble? Like, I don't think. Like, I'm always imagining like when the first caveman was like making fire, with, like with a stick, and he was the only guy in the whole village who can do it. And then some other guy figured you could just smash two rocks together, and that guy had been like super elitist about his stick fire making for years, probably. You know? Yeah. How salty must he have been <laughs> when everybody can just smash a bunch of stuff? Super. That's the same thing, though. Yeah. It's just a bunch of cavemen with sticks. All right. Beautiful. That's my conclusion. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for listening to Constructing the Clubhouse. Big thanks to our ideal customer, Mr. Marcus Anderson. Sure. Ander, Ander Arvidson. Arvidson. It's all the same. Mr. Ardvark himself, Mark, <laughs> Marcus the Swede. Uh... Stay tuned, of course, for more content that's coming up. I don't know. We're going to yeah, we'll be fun stuff. Check it out. I've been Dr. Matt. Uh, I've been John Ellis. Thank been you, Ains. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs>